This is a Strips Trust podcast. All news and all views expressed in the podcast are those of the contributors, not necessarily those of Morecambe Football Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, I believe me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as me. Blessing in the land is Morecambe FC. Here we go again. It's been yet another roller coaster of a week at Morecambe FC, and we are going to dissect this with insight and hopefully some humour, uh, as per usual, here on Shrimpnet. So, welcome along. Uh, joining Joel from the Trust and myself, we have our freshly house trained boardroom Sven Garley in Charlie Appleyard. Thank you for joining us, Charlie, as usual. Good evening, Freeze. Good evening, Joel. Nice, nice hoodie of yourselves, Joel. Nice hoodie you wearing there. <laughs> Lovely, isn't it? <laughs> and from the dressing room, uh, a firm fan favourite, the ubiquitous, uh, I was going to say full-back stroke, centre-back stroke, defensive midfielder stroke, goalkeeper stroke, anywhere he can play. It's uh, very kindly this week we have Liam Gibson. Liam, welcome along again. Good evening, fellas. Nice to be on again. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you're a good liar. That's a short straw for you this week. <laughs> well, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it last time. So yeah, well, you can pack it and enjoy it. We'll, we'll, we'll the most it. popular popular player, the popular player in the squad last, last two three seasons, surely. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Every everything you do, Liam, uh, particularly in front of the home stand, it doesn't matter what you do. Shove it out for a corner. Gibbo, gibbo. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm not very good, but I'll give hundred percent. Uh, and that's all we can ask. That's all we can ask. <laughs> and don't put yourself down. Anyway, so um, it's it's a difficult week. It's been a difficult week. I, I, I was going to say frustrating and disappointing, Joel. Uh, in equal measure. What do you think? Yeah, it's. It, I think the the whole week's just not fallen very kindly. I think starting off with that Sheffield Wednesday game being moved to a Friday night because I think she- Sheffield going to Hillsborough on a Saturday, lovely. Get train over in the morning, keep beers on the train, make your way. It's a bit of a ball lake to get to uh to get to Hillsborough. It takes a little bit of a while from the centre of Sheffield, but you can kind of make your way from the tram in your own time. That's fine on a Saturday, and also when you've got no rush to get back, but on the t- on, on a on a weeknight, you know, when you're you're dashing over after work, you've got to head off straight away. And you know, it's not it's not that fun. And then for the team as well, uh, you know, they've expended quite a lot of energy it looked like playing Derby you know that was a really energetic and really good performance and then to kind of have such a short turnaround in games against the Sheffield Wednesday side that I don't think they had a Tuesday game uh, and they were they they rotated quite a bit as well so they were a lot more fresh and despite the rotation they've still got uh, a front three of Josh Wilkes, Michael Smith uh, sorry uh, Josh Windass, Malik Wilkes and Michael Smith so you know, <laughs> despite all that, they've, you know, they've, you know, they had a lot of firepower, and, uh yeah, it sounds like you know we, we managed to muster a bit at some points. You know, we had a few decent efforts on goal, but yeah, did, they're just, yeah. a, you know, they're, they're just a very good quality side, and you know, coming and just a just only like with such a short turnaround after, after after the derby game, you know, it was always going to be a bit of a tough ask. And looking at looking at this, Charlie, um, am I am I being glib by saying Josh Windass's goal? Uh, we had a couple of efforts very similar, which their keeper made a couple of great saves from. Uh, Windass's goal goes in, and then obviously the unfortunate back pass interception for Ryan Cooney. 
so a worldie and a giveaway. And um, yeah, at least we had a few. We had a go on the night, didn't we? We did, and Joel's summary is pretty fair, I think. You know, I think Derek was saying last week that Gibbo's played 21, but 22, 23 games now this season. <laughs> yeah. you know, there's only so much running they can do, and we've got a small squad. Um, and they, and, you know, they, they tried the best, but you know, uh, you know, Barry Bannon was on the bench. It must have been a bit of a uh, bit of a uh, been a chink of light in the uh, at the end of the tunnel, but um, it didn't really come out that way. And it's frustrating, really. But um, you know, after the Derby game, we did so well, and you know, they must be they must be knackered as well. But um, the Chevrolets are a good team, right? Yeah, true, and and it it, it must have been strange. Uh, Liam, it, like I say, it was a, a quick turnaround. Not ideal after uh, a really taxing game against Derby. People, I mean, fans who be listening to this going, oh, he's making excuses. I'm not making excuses. The fact is, it was a short turnaround. We finished at sort of 10 o'clock on a Tuesday night. They had no game and you're playing again on the Friday night. And it's a, it's a big ask, isn't it? To be fair, I think even without the quick turnaround, I think it's always going to be a very tough game like heading to Hillsborough on a Friday night. Um, but like you said, the, the lads expended a lot of energy in the in the game on Tuesday against Derby. So I think it was always going to be a tough ask to go to Hillsborough on the Friday night and and um, perform to the best ability, really. It literally couldn't have been a worse draw. First round, toughest team in the competition, away from home on a Friday night, with no rest of playing Derby. You, you know, we, we only beat Derby. Derby only beat Liverpool last night. That's how good we are. Yeah. With energy. You know, I think um, even even a home draw, even a home draw makes it a bit easier. But when, like I said, when you go to Hillsborough, it's it's always going to be a tough game there um, with the squad they've got to pick from. But yeah, but I mean, looking at it in plain terms, we did have we did have a couple of long range efforts, which uh, Stockdale made a couple of good saves, and their long range effort flies in at the top corner, and all of a sudden we're sort of kind of chasing it without really trying to give yeah. too away. I mean, that was the plan, really, wasn't it? Try and stay tight and try and stay in the game. I think the goal, I think the goal before, um, I think that their first goal is a bit of a killer. I think if we can get the half-time nil-nil, then I think we're still still in with a massive shot, uh, shout. But after that, we'll, we'll puffed and puffed, but we didn't really create much, which was disappointing. But I think, maybe, like you said, we started the game right, but... look with, you know, in the first and second round last two years, We've got three non-league opponents, yeah, and in in that that, that in Newport County, and then got two prem 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 draws, and maybe we just you know law of averages comes back yeah. to the game. Yeah, you might be right, Charlie. And the fact that we have been very fortunate with the draws in the last couple of years, uh, strangely, since we signed Liam Gibson. <laughs> yeah. To be so, fair, uh, yeah. So yeah. I thought you were the talisman, Liam, but um, no. <laughs> Sorry, not any longer, mate. You've cocked up this season. It's your fault. There you go. We moved to Tuesday night, and this is a, a, a to me now. We, we've we've done the hard part. We've beaten Stoke, albeit without scoring and on penalties, and then we've gone away to Rotherham and played really well on the night and scored the goal and defended brilliantly and put us in this position where yet again. Uh, the draw hasn't been really very kind to us. And looking at the crowd the other night, uh, I'd be ashamed of that at MK Dons if it was a, a JPT, you know, Papa John's trophy crowd. That's nothing against MK Dons. I understand that. But were you there, were you there David, David and uh, Joe? Were you there? No. no. 
it was the weirdest atmosphere yeah. any Morecambe I've ever been to. Yeah, well, got, I was, I was listening Darby to the commentary. Last, last night, you've got all these Prem draws going on with these big crowds. Yeah. You turn up, no one there. No. BMK Johnson, a huge stadium. Massive, the, the pitch is huge, but the pitch is massive. There's no atmosphere. It's no. just bizarre. It's really, 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 really it's quite strange. And, and how, how do you make, how do you, how do you, it just seems really, really weird and, you know, a really empty atmosphere to motivate yourself again after crewing so many games. I think, it, I think, I think it's fair to say it was uh, on the night. Um, we were probably probably second best. And I think it's a toll of what's gone on in the last few weeks, Joel, do you think? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I had a watch back of the game today. I think <clears throat> it was where I thought we started like with a bit of snap. I thought we were giving yeah. it a go. There was a little bit of pressing. And we, we were kind of coming, moving on to them and moving off and whatever triggers and, and what that and whatnot. But like, I think you could just tell, you know, on a, on a Tuesday night again. And again, I think worth having a quick word for the fans, you know, NK's, you know, not it's not a fun one on a Saturday, let alone, you know, let alone <laughs> a week, like, for Christ's sake, you know, miserable one after after Sheffield Wednesday. So I, I do get why quite a lot, like, I think it is important to be sympathetic, like, to a lot of frustrated fans. At the same time, I think I look, I look at the game and there's something about the way that NK Dons play, even though they've not been great they've struggled in the league this season. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I've been trying to put my finger on it a bit. I don't know if it's like they're kind of, uh, because we, we play passing sides before we played it, which we did really well against them. Derby, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're all the passing side. We did well against them. I think, I think it's almost like they're, they're really, really devout. <laughs> they're so committed to it. They'll just happily keep recycling the ball. Yeah. Whereas yeah. maybe uh, some of the other sides, you know, want to try and, have a bit more penetration and we'll go long and give us opportunities direct where MK Dons will just happily just pass it around their centre back. Yeah, for, for God's sake, for God's sake, get in our half and have some end product. And I know, yeah. <laughs> Let us nick the ball off here, for God's sake. But like, and, so, I mean, they, they, they did us, you know, they've beaten us when uh, they were playing well last season. They've beaten us when they weren't, they haven't been so good this season. You know, it just feels like they're, they're, they're just, a bit of a bogey side for us, just the way they play with we seem to kind of come unstuck and then you know we've changed formation a bit, but you know, it was it was a bit flat, and I think like you say, the atmosphere doesn't really help that, does it? So I'll come to you now, Gibbo. Um that's that's uh, it was probably a bridge too far. Um Derek accepted that after the game. There were lots and lots of there's been lots of disgruntled fans. Uh, I think we took about 90 down there and fair play to every single one of the 90 that went. But when you get there and, and see that there's like less than sort of 2,000 there in a 22, 23,000 stadium. Uh, and it's a bit like years ago when we played Darlington if we when we were in the conference and there was like 2,000 in it, again, a 25,000-a-seater. Um, best forgotten, but it, it's got to be strange playing in that atmosphere, hasn't it? Yeah, I think... Uh... I think it's because the stadium's that big, it, it makes it even worse. Like if you if you got two thousand at even at the Mazuma, I know it's that small, like it's it's smallish stadium, but it doesn't look half as bad as when there's like a twenty five thousand seater stadium and there's there's literally just all you can see is empty seats. I think it does make it strange, but then again, I, I don't think there's any excuses from our from our point of view. I think we've just 
beaten by the better team on the night, really, which was obviously disappointing. But and uh, yeah, like I say, there were a couple of fans saying, you know, <laughs> bizarrely, oh, you know, the, the 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 team should pay for their fans to be down there and stuff like that. And a lot, of, a lot. Don't get me wrong, a lot of the fans were saying, don't be so silly. You when you set off, you're not expecting, you know, the, the, you know. To, to get any money back and stuff like that. But I do feel sorry for the people who went who made the effort, like you say, quite a few left at sort of like half past one in the afternoon to get there. And then to get there, and it, it, it is after the Sheffield Wednesday game, you can understand why they're disgruntled, can't you? Yeah, 100%. I think as players, we we want to go and, um, we want to go out there and put a good performance on, especially when fans are travelling that far on a Tuesday night. Um, so it obviously makes it even worse for us when we're thinking about the fans that have travelled down and, and we've put in a performance that probably really wasn't... I, d- I don't know if it was one of them ones where you just have to like hold your hands up and say they, they were really good. So I, I felt on the pitch that they did move the ball well and at times yeah. I, I didn't think we got anywhere near them, but I didn't know if that was because we were poor or they were just very good. Can't really put my finger on it. It was, I mean, it, the, it, uh, was it was the, it was all summed up where the fans as well going we were putting we were putting a few passes together and the crowd's like way 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 and around the fifth pass some of the, the shittest pass I've ever seen booted straight out and everyone was like <laughs> you know I don't know who it was but it was on Gibbo's side I think but oh, uh, so, oh, so, oh, was it you way, was it you it could have been me to be fair it could have been me <laughs> I don't stand by this one. Well, the, 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 I, think, I think they're a bogey side because that stadium is the, is the exact opposite of Mazuma. Yeah. <laughs> the pitch is the pitch is absolutely huge, massive, massive amphitheatre. It's hardly any atmosphere. Um, it's just so big, you know. Like, you know, I like to come and say hello to the players and go and say to the fans and you know get involved and you know make sure everyone's 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 enjoying themselves. And you, you, it's just too big to do that. It's simply hotel. Um, and uh, if he was wrong, this is director's director's box banter. The third 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 away game in a row with chicken, broccoli, and potatoes. No gravy. Yeah, you weren't <laughs> impressed, were you? No gravy. No Cheltenham Hyundai sauce. <laughs> Wickham Wonders mushroom sauce. Uh, MK Don's mustard sauce. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. No gravy. That was that was the. To be honest, with, start, Charlie I accepted defeat with good grace. But the fact it was the same meal three away games running and there was no gravy upset him. I'm gonna start taking my own, my own thermos flask full of gravy. Make it less less look African. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> Turning up in the opposition uh, opposition director's box, going, "You're all right. I'm from the north. I've brought gravy." <laughs> so it, it, it was a kind of strange one to listen to because. Uh, you know, trying to generate an atmosphere on the ra- on the radio, the commentators tried their best, but it, it sounded like a pre-season friendly, didn't it? Because you could hear every single player shout. You could hear it on the radio, and I was like, the swearing, unbelievable. Do players swear that much on a normal day, normal game? Yeah, that, that was probably that was probably our commentators actually, but. Uh, <laughs> exactly but yeah, it, it was it was it was hard to listen to because. It just, you know, it 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 was just a, it was almost like a non-event. It was just, you know, but ultimately we're out of two cup, cup competitions. Obviously, the JP, sorry, the Papa John's JPT, whatever it's bloody called now, is drawn. So that by the time you listen to this, you'll know who we've got in the uh, that sort of like northern section, which is great. 
so we have still got a cup. I, I and we've joked before that we we you know we're expecting to get all the way to Wembley Gibbo on penalties in that competition. That's right, isn't it? Think so. Well, I'd, I'd certainly take another Wembley shirt play if it was to uh, if it was to arise. But like you said, uh, any any way of getting there, I'd take it. Have you taken a, pe- uh, a penalty yet, Gibbo? I don't think you have. No, I haven't. No. I keep getting <laughs> took off. Don't know if that's, uh, <laughs> don't know if I should take something from that. <laughs> don't think the gaffer wants his own pens. Fucking terrible. Well, hey, after, but... after that finish at Burton, early days last season. I'll have to take my right foot. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, for those of you who are listening on the podcast, you will be unaware that there are a couple of things occurring. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll be fully aware of the situation. Uh, Charlie's joined us, and his avatar behind him is a, in an enormous picture of Liam Gibson in the away shirt at the start of the season. And uh, uh, Liam, uh, tell us how, tell us how's how you came the poster boy for the away kit. Um, well, so obviously, I'm not the best looking fella about, so I'm thinking surely there's no way I'm I'm getting the call call up to be the model for the away kit. So sure enough, I, I didn't get the call, but somehow I've ended up modelling the kit after the last men to do it. Um, got a quick getaway one day after training, so name names. Somehow I've ended up name names. Come on, I can't actually remember. You know, it was, it was that long ago, but it, I think it, maybe he's a, a Dylan Connolly might have been. Dylan Connolly might have been in there. That was meant well, to the kit. And well, he is quick, isn't he? So he had a quick exactly hit. to be fair. He's, he's a lot quicker than me. So that that's probably the story why why I've ended up bothering it. But it, it's a lovely picture, and I think Charlie looks lovely in front of it. It's, I think it's brilliant. I, I love the kit. Best kit we've ever had. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's a great kit. It was a great kit, and obviously, we big shout out to uh, your colleague James for for actually picking it because he uh, you know we we love that kit and it's been a big seller as well which is great take the boy oh, of the army oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually <laughs> yeah actually yeah with the uh, with the camouflage theme uh, if you are watching uh, on youtube you'll be aware that liam gibson is is appearing under uh, youtube under a pseudonym uh, so uh, please give, you, give your give your lovely girlfriend a shout out liam because you're using her laptop <laughs> I said before I'm not I'm not great with um, technology, so I've had to I've had to get the missus to sort us out with their laptop. So that's the story behind um name being being under my uh, picture. So moving on to you, Liam. Um I, I was joking in the intro that you've played uh well I think you've played left centre back, centre back, left back, uh left wing back and Defensive midfielder. Where do you fancy next? Um, I've always fancied myself as a bit of a striker, like so. I take on, I take the number nine shirt. <laughs> nah, to be honest, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bothered. I'll, I'll play wherever, really. Like I know, I know I'm probably um, my, my main position is left back, but. You know what you know what it's like if you if you can get a game in a different position then so be it, I think. As long as I'm playing, I don't really mind what position I'm playing in, really. Well, I think the one thing that's that's happened that's 
cause you to be, and I said ubiquitous in the intro, into intro. The one thing is that obviously Max Melbourne got injured very, very early on. Uh, and <laughs> it appeared we had a, a dearth of left-sided players. So that's why you probably ended up being ever. And the only, the only surprise is you haven't put you on the left wing. I know. Um, I think there's obviously, I think I might have actually got the shovel player there for obviously didn't play the formation we're playing. Obviously, we're playing three, three, five, two, or whatever, however you want to look at it. So it's more of like um, being a wing back. But like I said, I think, I think wherever the gaffer really wants us to play, I'll play it. But I appreciate that. Um, I might not be everyone's cup of tea and for you certain positions. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, it, 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 well, we can't criticise you because you haven't played right wing goalkeeper or centre forward yet. So. <laughs> there's still, there's still uh, plenty of games to go. True enough. And moving on to that, uh, nice segue there. The simple fact is, as, as Charlie alluded to before, you've played most of the games this season, which is obviously satisfying for you. Your, your personal form, uh, you know, looking from the outside in, has been pretty good. Have you been happy with it? I mean, obviously, it's it's tough when it's tough to say when obviously we we've had a few disappointing results. I think um, when you look at that, I think if you get beat, you can't really be saying that. Or like, I've had a I've had a good game, so it doesn't really matter. I think it's it's more about the teams, the team's performance for me. I think if I'd take having a sting if if we'd be able to get um, a few more three points. So I don't really look at my form. I just I just hope it. Um, but pick up a few more um, wins. And that's a fair point. But so moving on to the team, um, every time we speak to a player, and we've had quite a few players on already this season, and we had Derek on last week, obviously, and there seems to be sort of air of, we should be doing better than we are. Yeah. I think I think if you look at the, if you look at the dressing room, I think with the players we've got, I think there's enough talent in there for us not to be where we are at the minute, but for whatever reason, something's not gelling. I don't know if it's inconsistency or um, or that we're just coming up against very good teams. I don't know, but I've, I've said it before. I think I do think there's enough in the dressing room for us to um, be able to stay in League One this season, but I suppose it's all right me coming on and saying that. I think it's, it's up for us to... Kind of short on the pitch. Yeah, very true. And I think that I mean, obviously, I was I, I can't remember. I think I was watching some some team in the FA Cup, and I can't remember. It, it, I think it might have been. No, I can't remember. I watched that many FA, FA Cup games over the weekend, but the the fact oh, it was Forest Green. Yeah, I watched the Forest. Green FA Cup game uh, with the great goal that was similar to Cole's last season from Matey yeah. uh, Boy. And uh, and the, the fact came out, they mentioned it once in each half, that uh, Forest Green are, you know, uh, down at the bottom, ju just sort of like around where Morecambe are and uh, the two lowest scorers in the division. And I think that's probably the problem, is that we've, we've created plenty of chances in most games, other than MK Dons. But yeah. we've, we've not put our chances away. I want, oh, yeah, keepers are good, et cetera, et cetera. But the scoring goals thing uh, has really been our Achilles heel this season. I mean, if Jensen Weir's your top scorer and he's in a, a midfielder, it does tend to show that, you know, you probably need 
um, you know, a little bit more look in front of goal. Would you say that was right? Yeah, 100%. I think, I think, like you said, I think the keepers are really good in this league, but I'm, I'm not putting blame on any anyone for, for that stat. I think everyone's got to check them with goals. It's, it's not just the strikers' responsibility to, um, to score goals. I think that's obviously one of their main jobs, but like I said before, I think you look at last season, it was literally, it was literally the goal show. He was, he was scoring goals left, right and centre. And I think it's, it'd probably be unfair to put that pressure on him again this season. So I think it's up for us to, even as defenders or midfielders, to chip in with a few more goals as well. I guess if you look at that promotion season as well, I think that was probably quite a key aspect of it. I think, Carlos was top scorer on about 16, which is a, a good amount, but not yeah. ridiculous. And then you had Aaron Wildig got 10, uh, Cole got 13, I think I think it was. John O'Sullivan got a few. Obviously, Adam Phillips in the first half of the yeah. season. So, yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's yeah, and it's a, fa- it's a point you met there, Joel, in the fact that goals were coming from, from all over the place. Uh, but obviously, that was the promotion season, so you'd expect that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, but um, and it, but it's a point you make in the fact that the that we were paying predominantly that season. We were sticking to four two three one, weren't we? Yeah, it was that kind of four three three four two three one hybrid? I guess. I, I I guess, but when when you're at the bottom, I I suppose it's always going to be the case that when when you're not winning games, you're looking for something slightly different to try and hit the right formula just to get that little kind of run of wins together, really. Yeah, and, and looking at it, um, we've had some really, I mean, yes, all the fixtures are tough. The the cup draw hasn't really been kind to us. Uh, and obviously, we'll know the Papa John's by the time this goes live. Uh, I'm hoping for some <laughs> a little bit of luck in that one for, for from that point of view. You just, we just needed a little bit of luck in the draw. So you get a, 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 low, a, a home draw against a lower, division, lower, lower league team and try and just scrape a 1 0 and get in the next round of that hat and, you know, if you've got a bigger, bigger draw, a home draw like Liam saying, or a bigger draw in the Carabao, it will probably be more to the tie and, you know, hopefully we'll um, make, make up for it because you've got a quite easy game on Saturday. Yeah, and that, that leads me nicely to, to Portsmouth on Saturday. Um, you know, it's it's only Portsmouth. They've only they've really got a massive budget and... Uh, I've and... got a theory about Saturday. Go on. Guess who I, guess who I sat next to on Tuesday night? Go on. Danny Cowley. All right. Was he coming, he, he coming to watch? All right, and, yeah. he, and I was speaking to him and I was like, we do, he goes, you guys are doing really well at the moment, aren't you? And I was like, yeah, we've been playing pretty good football. The league form was pretty good. He's like, you know, he said, I've been really impressed with what you've been doing. So, you know, I've been watching your games. Uh, like you said, he came to the, uh, the week, went to, went to one of our games recently, I can't remember what it was, but we played really well. And he, um, he he was there watching the MK Donald's game just before kickoff, by the way. And he was like, "Yeah, I'm really impressed what you've been doing. And you know, I've been following following you all season. I don't think you're in the position you should be doing." And then we had one shot all match. To, 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 he didn't he, he think we're not very good. We're going to absolutely hammer it on Saturday now. Here we go. Don't worry, lads. We have one shot in ninety minutes. We're going to we're going to smash him. Have a have a day off tomorrow. It's be easy. So what what you're saying is. Derek Adams has done the classic Muhammad Ali rope dope. What he's done is he's lulled him into a false sense of security. He's, he's, I mean, Gibbo will confirm this now. He said to him, Danny Cowley's out there, just play rubbish, lose, don't string two passes together, 
and we'll absolutely batter Portsmouth on Saturday. Exactly. Right? exactly. Yeah, that's Always exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, he's a very nice guy, and he was being very, very complimentary. He was being nice, but he also was being, wasn't being too too dishonest. I think he was saying he was actually being genuine about being impressed with what we've been doing. Um, so I think it's all a secret plan. I think I think when you look back at the season so far, Gibbo, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's there's games that we've drawn that we should have won, and there's games that we've lost that we should have drawn, and that's why we are where we are. Yeah, I think I think we probably have been. Well, you could. I'm going to say our lucky boss. I don't really know if it is it unlucky or not. Um, I just think if we, even when you look at the games, like you said, like that we've lost and that we should have drawn or that we've drawn and we should have won. Like point, like even what, like a draw is a valuable point come the end of the season. Like you, like you need to build as many draws and wins up as possible. So I think if we can keep, if we can turn them defeats into draws, like first and foremost, and then kind of build on that, then I think. I think that that should stand us in good stead. And uh, looking at it, Joel, there's there's still plenty of the season left. Yeah, there's a long way to go. I think uh, yeah, it's just about getting those extra points in the ball. I think I think we can look, we we'll look at some of the performances of like I, I can see why Danny Cowley's been impressed. If you look at the performances like against Ipswich, uh, Barnsley, and Derby, when when there has been that, that press, yeah, Wickham wasn't a bad performance as well. You know, when there has been that kind of good level of kind of coordination to how we've pressed the opposition. We haven't let them settle. I think that was one of the big things that stood out to me about those games is that we just didn't let the opposition settle in any kind of way. And you know, I, I spoke about it earlier the week, you know, Mike, you should have seen Michael Duff on the, on the touchline, you know, he was losing his rag at how much Barnsley were kicking it long. And the reason they were kicking it long all the time is because we were forcing them to. Yeah. So I think we are starting to see, performances come together I think still you know we've got that problem of when we play the kind of the the worst sides at the bottom of the table we're struggling to kind of break them down as much maybe because they're the ones who are sitting in and they're kind of expecting us to break them down whereas when we played your Derbies and your Barnsleys obviously we're using counter-attacking as a way to get them it's been successful but you can't really counter-attack a team that are well, like Cheltenham did against us the other week, yeah, they did they sat on their half quite a lot. And I think if, you, if we kind of flip it around, that's probably what gave us a bit of a helping hand against Rotherham, actually. The fact that Rotherham themselves in the championship have been playing a bit more direct counter-attacking football, they can't really do that against us. And that probably gave us a hand. And then we come up against AK Dons, who obviously are kryptonite. But uh, yeah, so hopefully we'll turn things around a bit soon. And I, I, I think Go on. If you look at it, we could have got a win against win against Shrewsbury, could have beaten beaten Fleetwood, drawn against Bolton, beaten Oxford. I'm not being biased here, but we could have got a few. Uh, beating Bristol Rovers, Cambridge, Accrington, Ipswich, Cheltenham. I mean, when he hit the Hope Bar in the last minute, um, then maybe got Wickham, maybe got Wickham. There's a good 20 points. Yeah. <laughs> 20 odd points there. You need, you need three or four in mid-table. See, now, 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 working on that premise, uh, if our form can turn round, you might still be at Wembley at playoffs yet, Gibbo. I know, to be fair, like, like as I said, I think it only takes two back-to-back wins and you're mid-table. 
in this league. So it's 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 still like very tight down the bottom of the table. So I, I just think if we if we can get one win and then build on that and get another one within quick succession, I think that would really help us in terms of um, position in the table. But like I said, it's just it's just getting that first win. That, that's the problem. I mean, what? after the ball after the Barnsley game, I, I I thought that would that would build some momentum and we would, we would go to I think it was a Cheltenham after the Barnsley it was game. Yeah. And then we'll put in an absolute it was probably the worst performance of the season. It was absolutely we, like we, we could have drawn that game. Yeah, we could have drawn that game. And it, it, it was a strange game to watch because for the first 20 minutes. I, yeah. thought, I thought we looked like the, yeah. the home side because we just kept the ball and we we were knocking it about and what have you. And it was like, uh, and I was like, and I, you know, I know Derek will, Derek, uh, Derek will be furious. We've, we've got more than 37% possession. What are we doing? <laughs> but we've strangely, three, you know, three of the next four games are at home. So, And also we've got the null important two-week break coming up uh, because obviously we're not in the FA Cup uh, anymore. So there'll, there'll be that break. So, if we're going to follow the, the pattern of last season, we'll come up to that break. Um, Derek will put an interview out in the middle of it, say, yeah, this squad isn't as good as last season's last squad. Season, yeah. <laughs> we will after, after, that, after that two-week break, we've got um, we've got more, we've got two home games, just like we did just when we had Burton Oxford last year. Yeah. Yeah, we got... Is it Exeter? Exeter and Charlton, yeah. 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 So we'll, we'll have to see what happens, but... But starting with Portsmouth, um, we kind of, well, Danny Cowley's, they've sort of gone a bit hybrid, haven't they, Portsmouth? They're not quite as predictable as Lincoln were. Yo. No, yeah, I've been I've been just having a quick look at look at those, some of the metrics in the season and, like, their, their defence is one of the best in the league. Uh, but they're still, but they're not creating a great deal, especially from, especially from open play. But they, they set, set pieces be, is their thing, isn't set, it? Yeah, they've they've created quite a lot from set pieces. In terms of the style, they're kind of veering towards more of a kind of pass and build style. But I'll, I'll, I'll have to kind of watch them a bit more. But they are playing four four two, so uh, proper football, eh? But uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> we we we're an interesting game, you know. Uh, typically, like you say, typically they have been more key, you know, more direct. But I think what generally tends to kind of be consistent regardless of what style they play is they generally do tend to play with quite a lot of energy and speed and kind of keep things moving quite a lot don't they that's that's the cowley way isn't it the first person to the throw picks it up takes it they don't worry about who's taking it and the only time they don't is when they get a long throw coming in when raggett and what have you come up now uh so you're gonna have your work cut out on saturday liam because they got some big lads it's gonna be tough i think Every like every game, every game in this league is tough, especially like the likes of Portsmouth. They're like one of the big hitters in the league. Um, obviously they've got a good, good manager, and um, Cowley. But I think we just got to apply ourselves and give our best, and you never know. So um, we could pick up three points. Well, the the only thing that's in our favour is obviously Barnsley brought virtually a sellout. Derby did bring a sellout. We're unbeaten in them two, and Portsmouth are, again are bringing loads on Saturday, expecting uh, you know expecting a lot from their side, and sometimes that expectation can can sort of put a bit of pressure on them, Joel. Yeah, probably, I probably can. I think I don't know. I think that it helps give uh, 
Mazuma a bit more atmosphere. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't mind there being big rocking away away-ins. It just kind of heightens the whole thing. I don't, I'd actually that's 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 a good point. I don't know if for like yourself as a player, but like, do you like having the packed out away end because it, it kind of gives it a nice bit of symmetry and atmosphere, doesn't it? I, I do. I, I think I do. I do enjoy when um, when the whole stadium is full. To be fair, it, it does make it a lot better. I just think, like you said before, the, the atmosphere levels just go up even more. So I think obviously it only it only gives us um, a bit of energy boost on on the pitch. The last five league games they've drawn at home to three draws, no particular order: Fleetwood, Shrewsbury, and Oxford, one one. That's three, and they've they've beaten Forest Green one nil, and they've lost to Charlton three nil. So in great form then. Well, we never know. Obviously, they've got some other. We've been giving some more offers. We played Spadley on Tuesday, so we're going to smash it. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think we look at how we played against Portsmouth last season as well. I thought we did quite well against them at home. I thought we had. Away, away was, we played well away. Their keeper just had an absolute worldie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. made a good. They've got the same keeper, but he's yeah. absolutely unbelievable. Well, he's at Southampton now, so he can't. Yeah, he exactly. can't. He can't get us anymore. But um, <laughs> well, strangely, Bazunu. Gave us the equaliser at the Mazuma last season. Well, cold dumping him over his shoulder. <laughs> the equaliser. <laughs> I think we earned that one. Uh, I think you know there'll be no. You know, it was that saver, wasn't it? He, he made that double save from. Uh, no, it was the one when he. Sorry, there was two saves in that home game. Actually, wasn't there? There was the one he tipped onto the post and Martha's. Yeah. Shot, which was a hell of a save. You didn't really see it in real time, but. Uh, and then there was the one when he, he actually fumbled it and then spread himself really well at cold, didn't he? The rebound, yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely amazing save. Adam Phillips, this worldly shot of 30 yards and he somehow kept it out. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably one of the best saves I've ever seen live that. Like, well, yeah, when I was playing, it was unbelievable. But then for some strange reason, he dropped a corner in front of uh, John Rayunga. Whatever happened to him? Uh, <laughs> bagging against Celtic, isn't he? <laughs> Oh yeah, he's he's gone backwards then. <laughs> <laughs> so we're 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 expecting a tough game Saturday, but it, it's a bit of a blessed relief that there's there's actually, like you say, there's a there's a couple of weeks grace. Is, is there any um is Mick Horton working off, off the field to try and sort a game out for the next round of the FA Cup, or are we going to just take a week off, Charlie? Do you know? Um, the, the time off, hopefully, and we'll give the boys a rest and. Uh... Obviously, not to me at all, but Williams played 23, 24 games. He probably needs to you know, get some extra cash and do some modeling sheets or whatever. You know, two weeks off. We're going to Dubai, I think. Dubai for warm weather training, apparently. All oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I think I think you find you've pronounced that wrong. I think they call it Southport. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, but it, interestingly enough, it, the, the positives with the break is obviously... Um, you know, Max Melbourne, Jake Taylor, uh, Ashley Hunter will be a, a couple of weeks nearer, etc. Because we are missing some sort of fairly creative players, aren't we, Gibbo? Yeah, um, I think obviously we need as we need as uh, as big as squad as possible. Really, I think you've seen like from the games that were played that teams are freshening it up from Saturday to Tuesday almost every week, and it's and, it, and it's shown in some games. And I think obviously we've got a, a quite a small squad um, and it, it does show sometimes when we've like like the hectic schedule last week when I think we played um, three games in a week 
which was which is very tough when when you've only got a small squad. So I think <laughs> just have interest about right. If you're in a situation where now you want to play every game, would you rather play three games in a row where you're knackered, or would you rather or would you be happy to play two games out of three and play two full, play better and enjoy it more and be fitter? Um, I don't probably two games out of three because I I think when you when you do start getting a bit tired, I, I don't think you can show um the best of your ability really. So is that is that been quite tricky then with with Max Melbourne being injured for such a long time? I guess like like it's nice being able to play every game, but on yeah. the flip side, you, there's a lot of pressure on you, isn't there? Mm. I think it's I I just think it's a bit it's it's a bit new to me because I think with my illness issues in the past and. Um, a few niggles I've had here and there. I've never really um, played as many games in my career, so I think it is new to me. But something I don't, I'm not complaining about it. Um, I, I don't mind. I don't mind playing um, the amount of games. I, I, I obviously, I'm not complaining about playing um, that many games. But obviously, it does get tough um, physically. But I don't mind it. I think it's, it's a good thing for me anyway. Because I, I mentioned before in the past that. I'm better when I've got um, a run of games under my belt. I get. I guess you. But I guess in some ways you were kind of always set up to have quite a lot of games this season, just because uh, obviously Derek's put you in centre mid as well, so you might have been covering both of those. I, I'd actually just wondered actually, what was the conversation around you being put in centre mid, and then obviously you've been given the number four as he kind of approached you and said, "I, I think I can see you playing here." There was no conversation. We didn't really have a conversation. I think it was um, the first time I got moved there. Was I think it was was at Macclesfield in preseason. Yeah, I think so. And then I just I think it was just injury injury troubles. I think that's what and I, and I think I was he just um, said oh like I don't mind during there. Can you can you basically do a job? And then I kind of played a few games. Obviously, it's not my best position. I know that myself, but um, I do give hundred percent when I play. So I think that. Uh, that encourages some some of the weight. Do you know what I mean? I, I think obviously I don't know the position that well, but I, I was just learning it on the job. If you, if you get what I mean? Yeah, I, I always think coming from a wide position into a central position, like in centre midfield, when you've got loads more different angles around, you haven't got the touchline and everything. I I always see that as quite a hard transition to make. Yeah, very difficult. I think I think the, the touchline's almost like a, a safety net for me because you know that there's no one going to be behind you. Do you know what I mean? Whereas you, if you're receiving the ball in centre midfield, you could have a player coming from anywhere. So that that was the thing I found most difficult, like receiving the the ball facing my own goal. I think that was that was probably the toughest toughest part of making the transition into midfield. They definitely end like not got enough sidelines, so little. Annoying number tens can just kind of look look back, yeah, you know, look behind your shoulder as well yeah. and not be offside, wouldn't they? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, but I think it's like anyone. I think if you if you if you <laughs> want to play play games, and I think you've got to be be prepared to play in different positions. So, got just touching on what you mentioned there. Obviously, when you when you first obviously this is probably your second or third appearance on the, on this podcast, and obviously we we spoke about the. The, the health problems that you'd had and you'd fought and and actually done brilliantly well to carve a career out. And we know that obviously this was in many ways, thanks to the sort of care of Newcastle United when you were there. You, now you're at sort of like, 
you know, you're managing this situation because I know it's a permanent situation. You're managing it and you've played all these games. Did you ever think you'd be able to do that? Nah, if, if you if you asked us that like five years ago when I was really out, there was, I, I, I didn't think I was ever going to, I didn't think I was going to play again, to be honest, but I'm somehow off. I've uh, I've made it to this position, so I'm obviously grateful to be to be playing this amount of games. Really, I mean, and obviously from your point of view, you're still pretty young. Um, you, you're established as a League One player now. Um, you've kept your fitness. You've kept your health. Uh, you know, it, the future's pretty bright for you. Hopefully, I hope so. I just, I just, um, hopefully, I'm, I'll have a a long career in the game. That's 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 what I'm hoping for. And I just play as many as many professional games as possible. So that's just the aim for me. I think that that's that's the goal because at one point I, I didn't think I'd have I'd have this opportunity. So obviously I'm I'm always grateful to be in this uh, position. And uh, uh, and just the final one I want to touch on. Uh, were you disappointed because um, your your brother Lewis? Didn't feature for Bristol Rovers when we played them. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it was it was it was getting built up to be um, that was going to be a bit of a strange one, strange one for me anyway, strange one for for me parents. I think I don't think my mum my mum couldn't uh, couldn't have hacked that game. To be fair, I think she would have been stressed out. But I, I would obviously I would I would have it would I think I played I played once on the same pitch as him. Obviously, I'd. Um, opposition. He was um, at Everton. I was at Newcastle at the time. But obviously, it's totally different when it's in a uh, first team professional environment. So I was looking forward to it, but unfortunately, um, he picked up an injury just the couple of days beforehand. All right, so he bottled it. <laughs> That's what you want to say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you must get him to listen to this podcast and confirm that. <laughs> I will. I will. Um. So looking at it uh, in in for the rest of the season, um, you're pretty happy with your form. Although you'd like more wins, that's the gist of it. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think that's what I'm, I said before that I'd I'd take like on a personal point of view, I'd take averages average performances, um, in in like for substitution for a, f- a few more wins, but. Like I said, I think we just need to keep on applying ourselves and keep giving hundred percent. I think hopefully um, our fortunes can change in the next next couple of weeks. It'd be nice to, uh, and, and this is a dream of mine, uh, score three goals. <laughs> I know because <laughs> we can think, we've yeah. chances, haven't we? I take I take a three 0 at half time on Saturday, like. And, and one of their men, man, uh, men sent off. I take that hundred percent, but like, like a little optimistic. Yeah, like it doesn't turn into a Doncaster. <laughs> <laughs> so, Charlie, um, what what's uh, have you got any news for us from the boardroom and uh, what's going on behind the scenes? I know I've got three, uh, I've got three pages of report here. Oh, quality! I know what a couple of people. A couple of people actually have sent me questions saying uh, what what they're going to do in the January transfer window. And somebody very kindly, uh, somebody kept kindly put the same question on Facebook for me to see. 
And a couple of people answered it by saying, well, if you'd have listened to last week's, you'd have heard out, you'd have heard Derek saying we're planning, but it might be that nothing happens because we've got no fresh money. But if, excuse me, if we uh, get new owners, then who knows? So they are still planning for it. So that answers that one. But yeah, yeah go on. Yeah. Start with your three pages. I'm all ears. Right. I've got some good news. I've got some very good news coming up here. There's a bit of a scoop. Right. Um, Christie the Cat's outfit's being repaired and it's being re-released in the next few weeks. All right. So he's been so to the, the moment transfer window. Christie the Cat is back. So he's been <laughs> to the vets and he's had it sewn up. Yeah, so Gibbo, when Gibbo's playing days are over, he's going to be chucked with his modelling career. He could be Christie the Cat. Um, <laughs> in all seriousness, the first piece of news is the Bolton Wanderers um, investigation being concluded. Yeah. Yep. No, 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 no further action. Surprise, Thank surprise. You. But we're not going to, that's all I can say. We just please welcome, welcome that uh, result, which is good. Ground safety has yep. been good, shooting improved, um, less complaints, less incidents. Match day for spending the head on your hospitality has been really good, good figures there. Martin's in his target for the year already on commercial budget, which is good. Um, uh, finances looking okay. Um, but yeah, uh, what else we got? Yeah. Um, um the shop's been really 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 successful we're breaking records there with the terrace which has been really really good dog bandanas etc um <laughs> and uh uh the work with the community uh community has been really really good with the uh Dell's joined the academy which has been really positive um well it depends on publishing reports strategic plan reports basically we have a strategic plan related to three-year plan every year and we have a meet up every every quarter to review it, and uh, on the whole, it's all it was pretty well run football club. Um, pretty pretty pleased. Ben Ben's doing a fantastic job under pretty difficult conditions. Probably needs a few more wins, and uh, Chris <laughs> the Cat's come back. That's, is that in the report? That's amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, we're we're happy with the way things are going. I just think the the two cup games came at the wrong time. Let's try and get. A couple of positive results in the next couple of games, off two weeks off, and then uh, come up with those two home games, get six points, get in the playoffs. Simple, simple plan. Yeah, it is. I like easy. it. And uh, yeah, it sounds easy. And obviously, the warm weather training in Southport will be, it'll be great. <laughs> so, moving on. Thanks for that, Charlie. No, obviously, I know you're not going to tell me anything behind the scenes because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Things, things like this move at glacier pace, don't they, when it's uh, a takeover? Because there's lots of dots and uh, dot, uh, I's to dot and uh, T's to cross. Certainly is. And there are things happening, but um, I can't tell you about it. No, that's fine. Sorry. No, it's all right. Don't worry about that. Christy the Cat's the best news we've had in. Oh, no, no, I, I had to have some big news to cover the fact I can't tell you the real stuff. So Christy the Cat <laughs> must be groundbreaking. Yeah, but at least I'm you're probably, right. I'm probably getting get in trouble with telling you that, but I used it as a. I used it as a uh, as a um, cover story to avoid asking difficult questions. Yeah, yeah that's, back. and that's that's fair enough. I accept <laughs> that. Obviously, as you know, with the podcast, I'll always ask it, but I, you can choose to answer it in a political way. That's fine. <laughs> the cat likes mushy peas and gravy as well, apparently. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's the gravy that's the thing. Yeah, it's the gravy. Yeah, that's right. And Joel, finally, uh, before we uh, shut down, we're uh, we're looking at the trust and. There's plenty, plenty going on at the Trust, but the big thing is that it's the toy collection starting this Saturday, isn't it? 
Yeah, de- yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's it, I can't I don't know how many years it's been going now, but it's it's really good to be able to do it again. Uh, obviously, with Christmas. Thank- yeah, <laughs> but like uh, you know, twenty one years with. Yeah, with with Joe and Hodgie kind of pushing that, it's really good. Uh, So there's an Amazon uh, kind of wishes thing that you can kind of go on and uh, kind of donate uh, toys via ordering them through Amazon, which is a a good way to do it if you can't get to the ground this Saturday, because this Saturday we're doing a uh, uh, we're doing a kind of like an in person collection. So there'll be be a gazebo uh, and a table outside uh, outside the ground. It'll be very clear and obvious where it is and. uh, I think it'll be Joe and Hodgie probably doing uh, picking up some toys to be able to donate. So yeah, if, if there's anything that you you've got to, that you'd like to donate and you're able to bring it to the ground, you know that'd be really appreciated. It really really appreciated. We we've had a player actually getting uh, uh do something over the Amazon wish list, so we're we're really happy with the uptake so far. So you know keep keep them coming really because it's a it's a really lovely thing to be able to do. Yeah, it is a fantastic initiative, and it's been really popular in the past couple of years, particularly. With loads of people donating, and uh, I I've got something that I, I bought yesterday, which I'll I'll bring to the game on Saturday, uh, and obviously uh, put that in. Um, I I always wondered in, in previous years people have been bringing it gift wrapped, so you didn't know what it was, and I was like, well, that's not a lot of point because you don't know if it's a male or a female sort of thing, do you? But I, I did see people dropping them up gift wrapped. You don't really want them gift wrapped, do you? No, I think, I think we probably want to see what it is because I think they get donated to the families who then will presumably then gift wrapped it. But I, I I appreciate why people have done that. It's a nice thought. But... It is a nice thought, yeah. But I just thought I'd flag it up because I'm just like, you know, it's uh, you know, it's a strange thing to do. It's like, oh, yeah, that's great. And somebody texts a present, oh, thanks very much. What is it? Oh, yeah, I didn't realise that. You know, and you give a, a three-year-old girl, girl a Buzz Lightyear. I'm like, no, it's not going to work, is it? But there you go. So, um, quick, quick heads up for the Portsmouth game Saturday. Um, there is and the one thing I, I did notice um, that I got an email today about the the Exeter games moved to a Friday night because of the England game in the World Cup, and they were os- offering a really good deal on hospitality. That's just come through just on an email to me just before we went on air, uh, and that's certainly a good deal. I think it's if you're season ticket holder, it's twenty quid for a two course meal and and a ticket in the stand, which is pretty good. So there's uh, also a, um, there's also a, a ticket incentive as well. Um, for the for entry as well that day, which has been revealed in the next couple of days, I think. So trying to pack up the um, Zuma as much as possible and try to make it a bit more affordable during the uh, 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 in the uh, tough times at Christmas with uh, money short and uh, bills are expensive. Yeah, true. So, uh, so try and make it a really big. Well, well, we'll probably we'll probably talk more about that next week after we've chatted how Gibbo scored a hat trick with his right foot against Portsmouth. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you Charles as always thank you Joel and thanks to you both for coming on uh, this has been episode 14 of Shrimpnet um, we try to keep things as positive as humanly possible but this week was probably the one of the most difficult ones we've done so thanks to Gibbo for facing the music uh, it's easy to come on here when things are going well but obviously people uh, listen to this and uh, you know I do. we do get lots of positive feedback we do try and keep it light. So try and enjoy the game on Saturday. Keep the faith. Up the shrimps. Mm. Join us again next week.